here. I'm physically here, but I'm mentally waiting for this app to catch up to me so I can order my dinner. (laughs) Also, um, this is a real fun thing I did where I sort of like copy pasted a bunch of shit into my notes to then later go through and read and make sense of and then I didn't have time to do that so I've literally not read any of my research (laughs) and I was like oh well at least I watched that episode of ghost hunters that applies to this and then I only watched half of it and I went to finish it and it got removed from daily motion (laughs) oh no so the world's really just setting me up for a lot of surprises today. <laughs> I just wanted to I let you know it, that's where we're at today. All right. All right. It's it's fine. It's fine. Like, I I read through my notes, so I feel pretty good about it, I think. Yeah, I feel pretty good about it. <laughs> oh, God. I, you know, I can't even, I can't even complain about, like, how today's been, because today, I, I, like, I had an actual day off yesterday, and, like, I had no social commitments. A what? I know. A, a, a doff? A doff. What's a doff? Um. Die off. What, what is that? What is that? I, so, yeah, I, I got clothes, laundry that has been overflowing i got that put away and i was just like oh my god i feel like isn't it nice when you finally get like something that is just like this should not like you put it off forever because you're like i just don't have like the time or the energy or etc and then you do it and you're like oh that didn't take as long as i thought it would but now it's so much nicer can't say that i can relate to that I'm I'm still in the like hmm everything's gonna get done later at some point yeah. stage of that. Laundry is my uh, again like I was watching a video and it was talking about like how millennials hate putting their clothes away and I was like God damn it I hate <laughs> and then I showed it to our female coworker and she. <laughs> She laughed. She's like, why are they calling us out so bad? I said, I don't know. And I said, but it's true. And I'm like, washing clothes, no problem. Immediately putting them in the dryer, no problem. Taking them out of the dryer and putting them in a basket, yeah, okay, I can do that. Actually putting the basket away, nope, you're looking 7 to 10 to longer business days. (laughs) (laughs) My husband's just like, Beth, at what point does this get put away? (laughs) And I'm like, I don't feel good. So obviously between this time and last time we recorded, uh, I'm on the other half or the other side of the sinus infection. I was at the beginning and now I'm at the end, which is nice. And the way our things are spaced out, everyone's going to be like, Beth's been sick for like ever. Like when you were talking about, oh, my scabs fell off. And everyone was like, oh, my God, it took like three months for her scabs. Is she okay? And I was like, well, all right. First of all. (laughs) Time is an illusion on this podcast. Time is a construct. It's not real. Yeah. So, yeah. If we all just collectively stop agreeing to follow this bullshit time that we've made up, it ends and we are That's no true. longer its prisoner. That's so true. really, this is all of your faults because I'm already operating outside <laughs> the realm of time and space. 
<sighs> I am a victim of physics, but that is it. <laughs> Aren't we all? Aren't we all? Uh, all right. I, this is, I still have gotten no further with that, so I guess I'm just not eating dinner tonight. <laughs> no. Um, all right. So, <laughs> welcome to the Lake Erie Library. And, uh, yeah, we're just, <laughs> we're surviving, not quite thriving. I took a drink of my Celsius and now it looks like I peed myself because <laughs> it spilled on my leg. Oh, God. I'll, I'll wash that off when we take a break. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it's, it's fine. If my soup brain remembers. I, uh, yeah, I, look, the thing I got going for me today is I saw this ghost t-shirt and I was like, I have to have it. And I have realized that what I've been into lately, cause we're still celebrating, I guess, romance or whatever is I, in my head, I don't have time to make playlists. I used to make a lot of playlists for stuff and I'll be honest, I, I do everything the freeway so I don't have Spotify or anything like that. So I used to have, I was really into iTunes and I had so many playlists for my iPod. Yes, that's right. I used an iPod for a really, really long time. I still have it, but I can't get it to charge well, so it just dies. (laughs) But yeah, I was like really into making playlists. So in my mind, I try to make playlists Mm -hmm. mentally of like, yeah. So I was like, Oh, yes, uh, targeted advertising, which, by the way, Facebook put on uh, my thing, a thing for better. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, stop it. This episode has been brought to you by BetterHelp. Sponsor (laughs) us so that we can go to therapy. (laughs) But yeah, I I got the targeted Instagram ad and I was like, all right, I'll take a crack at it. What what kind of T-shirts you got going on, Ghost? Because uh, I think... Actually, the day I ordered this was the day that my tater tot threw up on my other ghost t-shirt. Mm. So um, <laughs> I was like, I'm not saying it's a sign, but maybe it's a sign. And Is I, this like, you know, like in some cultures, like I think in a lot of Asian cultures, they'll put like a pen and money and like something else and they like have the baby crawl towards oh, it yeah, to yeah. like the, figure out what's their, their first la- year. Yeah. yeah. Except yours is like. What should I buy myself as a little treat? Whatever my kid pukes on. (laughs) You start pointing him towards like new car ads. Listen, this this time around was so scary. It came on so sudden. Well, not really suddenly. I'm I'm not I'm not entirely sure. The tater tot started out with a cough, and I was like, "Mm." and then I immediately I don't know what clicked in my like lizard my mom lizard brain. I was like, oh. Oh no, this is not a cough. This is a precursor to, yeah. So I went to my husband. I was like, go get a trash can, get a trash. Hurry, hurry! So, <laughs> husband, yeeted son out of my arm very fast. This all happened very fast with like t- within ten seconds, mm. and then all of a sudden it was like perfect timing because it was just. And then it was very violent. And then I went to pick up the tater tot, and then I thought. You they got were the done. second round. Yeah, I got yeah, the second round. Yeah, you always got to wait. I just felt so bad. They, you know, having a stomach bug within the past six months and stuff like that, I'm like, man, buddy, I get it. <laughs> like, it's traumatizing to puke, especially if you have violent puking, which is all tater tots do. 
Yeah, I feel like all puking is violent, though. It's like, it doesn't matter what's happening. It's I, things forcefully being expelled from your body. I hate. And it, not in a fun way, yeah. like farts. Like, farts are like gas being forcefully expelled from your body. I just hate the buildup waiting for it. I would rather it happen all of a sudden and then be done and be like, ha, ah, okay, I'm done. Then the, I'm so nauseated, I think I have to puke. And then, like, mentally doing that with your brain, like, am I going to? Am I not going? I'm not going to. I'm not. And, like, then denying it. And then, like, you just keep feeling it getting worse and worse and worse. I hate that. I'm like, no, get it done and over with. Let's go. Yeah, I won't delve any further into the idea of vomiting because I'm sure there's somebody who's like, fuck these people and already turned this podcast off. So. But anyways, I, I back to back to my treats. So I and my playlist. So saw this shirt, and then I was like, "Hmm, does Ghost have any like love songs?" And then I was like, "Oh, all right, Google, that's fair. That's I would consider that song like." So I've been listening to like "Darkness in the Heart of My Love" like nonstop, and then I was like, "This has notes of like, and you know, I and I'm sure there's like." people who are really into lyrics and stuff who are gonna tell me I'm misinterpreting them but you know like poetry it's all up to the individual what they get out of it like it's okay but so there's like some religious undertones in there and stuff but I'm like just from the chorus and stuff like that this sounds like a vampire who's like leading you into temptation type of thing like I will like literally do stuff for you and like make whatever like make you happy and then I'm like could I just make like a vamp like vampire inspired Valentine's playlist? And then I thought of Twilight and then it, it just got off the rails from there. That was where my brain went. So that's where my headspace has been for the past week. I uh I found a playlist on Spotify called Nineties Lesbian Road Trip, and that's what I've been <laughs> listening to lately. It is a good playlist. I'm sure it is. It's like Melissa Etheridge, yes. Ten Thousand Maniacs, okay. Katie Lang, mm-hmm. Cheryl Crow, mm-hmm. like all what I would ex- yeah. all what I would expect for a road trip. Yeah, I. uh You made me think because you're talking about love songs and like my current. I don't know. I don't. I wouldn't say it's like a favorite love song, but I've been listening to it a lot, mostly because it's on our house playlist before my show opens. But uh, "Old Lady" by Sinead O'Connor. Oh, do you know this song? I don't know that song. It's a yeah. I consider it um, a love song. <laughs> that's and that's probably the closest I've got to it because I'm very like poo poo on love right now, right? As I always am. I've never had like a good valentine's day i'm very rarely in a relationship on valentine's day and every time i have been like my partner has just been like like i think i got like a a shitty like hallmark card in a fucking panera from one of them and then the other one was like we i mean it was like that was probably the best of them but then, like, his dog tore his fucking ACL playing with his other dog outside and came in limping, and it, like, ruined the night. Oh, okay. I know. I mean, I know who you're talking yeah. about. Gotcha. That's it. Those are the Valentine's Days I've had in relationships. So I uh, 
it just sucks. And then it's like a week before my birthday and I don't really like my birthday either. So I'm just like, check in with me in like June. <laughs> I, um, I mean, I've been with my husband for so long uh, that we don't really do a whole lot for Valentine's Day because we're just like, you know, we have our dating anniversary we are married now so we have our marriage anniversary and i was like that's that's honestly enough like we don't even get each other gifts anymore for those because it's just like like we don't need to do that all i i do like cards though so i did tell my husband i said i just want a card i'm like i don't need flowers i don't need chocolate like just a card to acknowledge our valentines at this point i would take a fucking text message bath (laughs) i am so starved for affection and attention (laughs) like i keep saying i've been watching doctor who and by watching doctor who i mean i put it on and immediately fall asleep because i have no time to watch things and buddy the elf was just like oh but like what the doctor's so nice i was like yeah he's a war criminal but thanks for (laughs) acknowledging that but i agree sure would be terrible if an alien war criminal with a stolen broken spaceship and two hearts came and took me away from all of this. <laughs> it would make for a very good story on the podcast. Stand in a field banging <laughs> pots next to a bunch of cows in the middle of the night. Like, sure would be a shame <laughs> if a police box landed next to me. Oh, God. Actually, not a bad segue. We're, I'm going to hop off on that. Okay. <laughs> um, speaking of aliens, again, hello, the Lake Erie Library. And uh, today we are going to talk about, um, this is, just as a preface, I I don't want anybody to, well, I'm sure between the puking and the Valentine's Day rhetoric, they're just like, oh God, what is happening with Beth and Britta today? But... I don't want them to think we're too like woo woo, which in the woods or the truth Beth, is out there. We or... have a podcast about paranormal shit. That's true. I don't know why you're so worried about. Beth came to me and was like, "How how woo woo are we getting with this?" And I was like, "The whole point is aliens. <laughs> That's the whole point. <laughs> the whole point is fucking aliens. It's I'm that guy. It's aliens. Like the GIF from ancient. Like, <laughs> what else are we gonna do?" It just give you the facts? Boring. Boring. Um, so today we are going to talk about uh, Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. Wright-Pat! And um, for those of you who don't know, this is a pretty famous Air Force Base near very close to Dayton, Ohio. Um, it's actually also very close to Fairborn, which is also close to Dayton. Um, which, shout out to Fairborn. That's like one of my favorite, like places to go in the fall because they have that like downtown that's all like halloween stuff which is really really cool uh foys i enjoy going to you but after that small side yeah so today we're going to talk about uh wright patterson air force base and we're going to discuss um just kind of what it's made up of and some of the rumors and stuff like that that started there or maybe aren't rumors but you know i guess i just want to start with the fact first that there's scientists out alive today that are like yeah aliens totally exist i don't want to name the one that like i can think of like off the top of my head because he's gross now and i'm like sad but i'm also like 
I always kind of knew you were gross because you're talking about my guy Neil. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I yeah. I mean, Stephen Hawking. There's so many like prominent scientists who are like we would just be like statistically like so selfish and full of ourselves to not think that you know there's earth-like planets out in other galaxies and stuff like that and we are discovering that there are earth-like planets and so by that if we follow the theory of evolution like there has to be other life and it, it might be similar to us uh it might be hostile might have aliens walking among us but most likely there's they're sending like robots and stuff to feel out like what's this planet like oh uh real dumpster fire we're just gonna yeah get away from that for sure we are like the the like i truly feel in my heart that any extraterrestrial beings look at humanity on earth and go like ew like we do to like fucking colonies of ants and shit like, I think that we are the lesser evolved beings that make a goddamn mess out of everything. And they're just like, oh, I don't have time to deal with that right now. <laughs> so, like, maybe they just like, you know, I don't know. Maybe the global warming is there. Like, I'm going to just spray raid on it and I'll check later. <laughs> God. So, yeah, like, just. Starting, let's start out with like just that basis of theory and whatnot, and then um, I think we can work work back from there. Well, like I said, I haven't read these notes, so they're not really in any kind of order. So I'm working right. left and right, up and down, diagonal, four corners, whatever. <laughs> so, anyways, as I said, Wright Patterson Air Force Base is just east of Dayton, Ohio. Um, it includes both Wright and Patterson Fields. Um, which were originally Wilbur Wright, uh, one of the Wright brothers, and Fairfield Aviation General Supply Depot. The Patterson Field is approximately 10 miles northeast of Dayton. Wright Field is approximately 5 miles northeast of Dayton. This Air Force Base has been around since 1917. It was heavily, like, kind of utilized during World War II. It also hosts a museum. So if you're like an aviation buff, which, you know, down in Dayton, that kind of makes sense because that's where the Wright brothers are from. Or if you're a, a military A military, family, yeah. This is the National Museum of the Air Force. Yeah. Um, this is a cool place to go to. They have a lot. They have, there, they have planes there that have literally, like, no civilians have seen. Like, they're military planes. They also have the plane that um, JFK flew on from Washington to Dallas and consequently flew back from, not alive. There are some people that say that's a little haunted, a little spooky. I, you know, take that with what you will. We're talking about aliens today, so I don't know if you're like, aliens, ghosts, both, amazing. So yeah, you can go visit that. That's open. Now I'm just thinking of Stefan from Saturday Night This Air Force Base is the hottest spot this season. It's got everything. Aliens, anal probes, haunted planes, ghosts, guys in military uniforms. Um, this military base, it's also, it's, it's like family dwellings too. Like they yeah. have over a thousand, they have like 2,000 
homes for military families and most of these families have majority of them have kids under the age of like 18 living there so like they're very much like this is an active military base they've had over 20,000 personnel uh hired there throughout the years and um it's it expanded from the size it originally started as and it started with um, an 84-acre plot for experimental test flights for the Wright Flyer 3. It was one of the first uh, Air Force bases that had like actual runways for planes to take off. And this Air Force base is also big enough that like there are buildings and underground bunkers that could literally house like a whole football stadium of like a marching band and and you would never know like that is how big this is when they expanded they added um looking for the number because it's it's hectares i just cut all of that empty space out so um after world war ii when you get into the cold war they expanded this uh air force field into 188 hectares which for those of you who are like, I don't know what that is. That's uh, 465 acres. So if you're like my co-host and I, and you're not really like a <laughs> country mouse, you might not know what an acre is, but it's a lot. <laughs> I, I think for a typical like suburban dwelling, like an acre is a nice chunk of land. Yeah. So just imagine 465 acres. I'm like, good God. So they expanded 465 acres. After that, they have continued testing like new things, and they've had um, they've had some military. Actually, like if you go to their Wikipedia page, they just have literally the things they do there. It's just like a whole page list, like, and it's in yeah. tiny font. Like they do a lot there. They do a lot of research there. They do a lot of experimenting with like government planes and stuff like that and then on top of that they have like families living there so this is a very active military base you can visit there but really just the museum <laughs> and can, you have to have like clearance and stuff right the arnold house as well or is that closed off that i don't know okay i know it is like a historic site that's on the property but um yeah it's like the museum, I have. Hold on, I have one that's open. So the, I'm assuming this is for the museum. I didn't write it down. It's open seven days a week, nine a.m. to five p.m. Uh, this says free admission. What I that's, copied. Down. That's what I've read. And then it's um the address is just on the Wright Patterson Air Force Base, but um seven days a week for a museum. Interesting. <laughs> Well, it's a military museum, right? Like, they probably have, I mean, when you're in the military, you're working seven days a week, right? I don't know. I'm. I, Depends on what your job is. My grandpa was in the Air Force, but uh, no longer with us and hasn't been for a long time. So yeah. I, I, my I, dad was also in the Air Force, but he was out by the time I was born. So, I don't know. But I guess that makes sense to me, because I'm like, you would always have somebody on duty, so... Why not have them work at the museum? But yeah, okay, let's spend our military budget to run a fucking museum. <laughs> Thanks, America. <sighs> let's give you some more money. We don't give you enough. So yeah, so 
that seems kosher, right? All that sounds okay. Oh, at the museum, you can also visit like early Wright brother models of airplanes, which is like, especially if you're into Ohio history, that's pretty, that's a pretty big deal. But all of that seems kosher. Minus the fact that uh, this military branch is also, um, not military branch, this military base is also caught up in some like paranormal, the truth is out there type of stuff. Like, I, I don't know how else to, like, they, when you say aliens, most people will say like Roswell, right? Like, that's what you think of, but... Um, you should also think of this military base. You should think of Wright Patterson. The Roswell aliens are there. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're gonna first talk about like the things that have been heard. Um, you know, it's not that long ago if we're talking about just like how the military is with like talking about aliens like they just came out this past year with declassified information and God, they like really they slipped it out like in the midst of so many other things too like now's our moment it's gonna get lost no one's gonna ask us questions yeah and they were completely right because at that point we're like first of all i know second of all we're all gonna die anyway so like what's the point in getting worried about this right now <laughs> right right I, I can't even remember what all was happening but there was a lot happening so yeah like we we know that congressionally like they had a special committee you I had no you're gonna be able to hear this after <laughs> i'm just gonna do it um they had like they had a former air force person who's like a whistleblower who like went on record and was like yeah there are aliens. We have seen them. Um, we have, they no longer called UFOs, which for, I feel like everybody knows what a UFO is, but that's an unidentified flying object. Uh, they're no longer called that. They're called UAPs, which I don't like as much. I don't know why, but I think it's just because I grew up with the word UFO. Mm -hmm. um, but UAPs, which is, God, now I got to look up what that means. It is unidentified anomalous phenomena which i guess sounds cooler when you say it as like a full thing instead of uaps but i feel like it's more encompassing because unidentified flying object is like i could throw a banana and you didn't see what it was and that's a ufo that's true that's true but anomalous phenomena is like a broader like oh like i saw it wasn't like a, a shape or like a vehicle, but I saw something in the sky and I didn't know what it was. Right now I'm just thinking about nope. <laughs> yeah. I saw a cloud that wasn't a cloud and it was terrifying. And it had a bunch of flags hanging out of its cloud butt. So terrifying. So yeah, uh, they've been they've been caught up with this stuff for a long time. Uh, the military just went on and like declassified some of this information. And, of course, we will be talking about in a later episode kind of the nitty-gritty of Project Blue Book, which was based and headquartered at Wright Pat. So before we dive into all that, we as again, we will talk about the things that like people have heard about Wright Patterson and just what people have said as like former military members, because that's honestly like what I've read, I guess. Where do you where do you want to start with the aliens? <laughs> um, I don't know. I'll, all my shit is very generically broken down. 
So uh, wherever I will follow your lead. Okay. Um. So yeah. So as I said, Wright Pat is so big that they um, with it being so big that they literally could have an underground bunker of like a whole thing of stuff that you would not know about. You know, there have been a lot of things in cult pop culture talking about like uh, there's rumors of something called a hangar 18 mm. um i will go on and say that hangar 18 does not exist building 18 at right pat does however and the rumors that persist is that it is in this hangar that we have evidence of ufos and kind of incident reports from roswell so for those of you who don't know we'll back up and we'll talk about roswell for a minute so go ahead okay like july 1947 so post-world war ii yeah near roswell new mexico so it was like west of Roswell and like northeast of Corona. So like very remote still area. They there was a thunderstorm and something crashed. And so this is like the the urban legend of it. It was a flying saucer and military personnel from the Roswell Army Air Force Base went and cleaned up the crash site and took the vehicle and any beings or entities found inside of it. Roswell has always had this like reputation of being a like super secret location because that's where they were like testing atom bombs. So there was like always sort of hush hush high level clearance things happening there. So In addition to people saying that they saw this flying saucer UFO crash, there are unconfirmed eyewitness accounts saying that four gray-skinned alien bodies, which were dead space aliens, um, that were only about three feet tall, were also recovered from the crash. Which, like, if you watched X-Files, which we've talked about, like, half the like ebe's and stuff that Mulder was like finding mm-hmm. were always like tied to roswell and if you watch twin peaks uh also tied to to well not roswell but project blue book and dave Duchovny's also in that. right so then the story goes that they took the remains of the crashed spaceship and the four beings to this Hangar 18 at Wright-Patterson in Dayton, Ohio. Senator Goldwater, who was like the Arizona senator at that time, who was also, he was a brigadier general in the U.S. Air Force, and he asked uh, General Curtis LeMay, like, hey, can I get inside that Hangar 18 (laughs) and take a look at this stuff? And LeMay replied, not only can't you get into it, but don't you ever mention it to me again. I, I I'm like, what? Goldwater, what did you do to piss off so many people about the aliens? I just also kind of feel like maybe it was like, um, like if all the time I had been like, I don't know, like, let's say now I'm going to start rumors. This is not true. I'm just hypothetically saying this, but let's say that you were like 
everyone was just like, oh, my God, Beth, are you pregnant again? Are you pregnant again? Oh, my God, I think Beth's pregnant again. Is Beth pregnant again? And then I came in and I was just like, hey, you're eating pickles and chocolate pudding? What, are you pregnant? You'd be like, shut the fuck up and stop (laughs) saying that. So, like, I feel like maybe it's like everyone keeps asking me about this thing that doesn't fucking exist. You idiot. Just leave me alone. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that now. Same vibe. Same vibe. Yeah. He just, he was the... He's like the unfortunate person that like is asking the right thing at the wrong time. <laughs> right. So I I love this this story that's on Crypto Mundo. <laughs> he, they 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 say um well skeptics are hard on the story of Roswell and the Greys as they refer to those extraterrestrial beings. At Hangar 18, what we do know is that Dayton, Ohio's Wright-Patterson Air Force Base, may not house aliens, but for certain it does contain wonderful archives and alleged outer space pancakes. (laughs) On April 18th, 1961, Joe Simonton was having a late breakfast at 11 a.m. when some low jet-like noises disturbed him, and he went outside. Seeing a disc land, hatch open, and a non-threatening being get out, Joe saw the visitors didn't speak English, and all communication took place in the form of gestures. But also, (laughs) according to Joe, he apparently telepathically picked up a message to get some water and a jug for the entity. Then, according to the Air Force report, looking into the saucer, he saw a man cooking on some kind of flameless cooking appliance. They were fixing what Joe took to be pancakes. These humanoids and a silver craft landed in Eagle River, Wisconsin. Apparently, in trade for the water, they gave Joe Simonton four pancakes. Each one was about three inches in diameter and had little holes throughout the surface. He ate one and said it tasted like cardboard. Oh, no. (laughs) And this is, like, in records tied to the stuff at, like, Hangar 18. Good Lord. Space pancakes. Space pancakes, (laughs) which apparently are not good. Well, they didn't have water, Beth. Yeah, that's true. They, they sound a lot like uh, gluten-free pancakes, like, which if you've ever had the frozen gluten-free ones, those are unfortunate. Aww. The gluten-free waffles, good. Gluten-free pancakes, I'm like, I don't I don't know what you guys are these, did. Like, Vans brand? Yeah. Oh. Like, I don't know what happened. That's sad. But I don't like this. So, yes, for those of you who live a dairy-free lifestyle... The waffles, delicious. The pancakes, very questionable. Yeah. And do taste like cardboard. All right. Good to know. Yeah. I So having done uh, programs about like Ohio and stuff, I remember the first time I was reading about this. And one of the books I got from our local library system is actually, it was a self-published. So, you know, you got to take it with a grain of salt. Check your sources, but it was a self-published book about uh, Wright Pat from a former employee who was like, I don't work there anymore. I don't care. And they were talking about how sad it was that they claimed that one of the extraterrestrials was alive during the Roswell incident and that they took, they experimented on the alien and they inevitably killed the alien by experimenting on it again just spray us with raid and get rid of us because we suck and so and they were like sad about that that like we we end we killed you know this living creature um and then they said that yeah they were 
in Wright Pat and that they were like in this like building 18. So yeah, it's just interesting to read and uh in that one they said there were five instead of four. So I don't know if like the fifth one was the alive one and then like they're like there were only four cuz we experimented mm-hmm. on this fifth one. We don't want you to know that. Right. But you apparently, know, apparently they had one of the space pancakes at Wright Patterson in an exhibit. Oh, <laughs> it was a an exhibit devoted to the 1950s flying saucer contactees, and it was a single <laughs> a single piece of pancake stapled with a single staple to a piece of white cardboard behind behind plate glass. How it lasted that long is impressive. Well, they said it had like a bunch of holes in it, like it was drying out. So I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. So this is again, it's eleven point eight square miles in like how big it is. So it's it's huge. Right. So they are saying not only do they host kind of stuff from the Roswell incident, but they also hosted stuff from Project Blue Book. And inevitably um one of the newer things i read about right pat uh so this guy from the atlantic which Mm. yeah i you know uh so this guy from the atlantic he wrote garrett m graf he wrote that his hypothesis hypothesis which he wrote a book and it's called UFO, the secret, the inside story of the U.S. government's search for alien life here and out there. He wrote that the conspiracy is not the fact that there are aliens or there's not, that the real government conspiracy is that we do so much military testing and development and how we get this technology is, I guess, a moot point in his mind, but it's the fact that we do so much military testing and we don't tell civilians is like the true government like conspiracy or cover-up it's not whether the fact of aliens exist or that flying saucers exist or anything like that it's the fact that we turn around and we like cover up that we're gonna test stuff and and you know i think that's really fair because like especially when we're talking about like world war ii and kind of the atomic bomb, like the reason why Roswell was so like secretive is because that's where they were testing exactly. stuff. And like we know that out west they have like nuclear waste just in places. And it's just like if you were to ever move out west, like, you know, is that sectioned off? Like, would you know that like that's sectioned off? Are you gonna like make a house on top of a nuclear waste site? Right. It always makes me think, was it, like, all those shows from around that time always dealt with, like, people being out in, like, the desert. It's like, oh, no, I found uranium. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, um, you know, on top of that, Ohio, so just as a small aside, Ohio has also had its very fair share of UFO sightings. Um, where Yeah, they're probably coming to get the fucking space pancakes we <laughs> stole from their ancestors, like, or time's a construct. Maybe it's just literally, like, they've been gone for five minutes, and they're like, where is Gary? Oh, my God. Why is he in this weird human bunker? <laughs> he was just supposed to go get water to make pancakes, and he never came back. <laughs> God. 
My dad left to get water for space pancakes and cigarettes, and that was 25 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> oh, um, that uh, so actually that book. I will have to like look up and by the time this gets like figure out what the title was so that people can read it. We'll put it um, in like the show notes or something. Yeah. But they also mentioned that there were different types of aliens and like so the gray aliens were nice and friendly but then there's like tall brown aliens which are like racist. Racist. Um, <laughs> Which they said they were not friendly to humans, and that like they were like ones that you were like, oh, we shoot those on sight. This sounds. <laughs> it sounds really racist like now. The KKK was just like, hey, hey, oh, tell God. them that they're aliens. Tell them, tell them that they're aliens, so that I can shoot them. That's on super racist propaganda. I know. I wish I wouldn't have said it now, but I'm like, I'm just repeating what I read. I know. Um, That's what we're here for to point out how racist it is. Well, it was also the 1950s, so I'm not surprised. But yeah, another thing that I wanted to point out is again Ohio and UFO sightings. Um, we rank pretty high up there for UFO sightings. Um, we have also connecting this in my brain. We have a shit ton of astronauts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. what are you doing in space, astronauts? Are you doing things you shouldn't do and the aliens are coming back for you? I'm just thinking now. Are like- you little half-human-alien hybrid babies? Because astronauts can't keep it in their freaking spacesuit? I'm just thinking right now of like the astronaut's wife uh, and how much that movie terrified me. What a me. good movie. It terrified I mean, me as a kid. Yeah, Johnny Depp, but mm, Charlize Theron. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I remember because, like, I think I had seen him in other movies, so like to see him as like, you know, I'm an astronaut, I'm like a good guy, but I'm not. I also so she was also in Devil's Advocate, wasn't she? I think, and they came out roughly around the same time, and so I always used to get them very confused. I'm like, wait, which one is Satan and which one is aliens? crap <laughs> two totally different <laughs> premises um same story two different scary things so yeah um in some of my notes i've had that we rank number eight in terms of states for uh and then i've read number four so i think it just probably depends year to year um but we're still in the top 10 for ufo sightings and along lake erie is where we get the most predominantly usually from what i've read it's lights we see a lot of strange lights i would do ooh. do you, were you working the one night i mean this was like several years ago at this point but there was a night at our library and it was like dark out but it was before we closed and there was some weird light like way out over the lake and like there were probably like 20 or 30 people standing in the backyard with like binoculars trying to figure out what it, were you there that I night? wasn't but that also does not surprise me because again on the local community page yeah. that's like everyone kept coming in and being like hey do you know what that light is is it like can you look up on the internet and I was like there's literally nothing you're the 40th person who's asked me yeah and I had to go get like our binoculars to like go outside and see if I could figure out what it was <laughs> and we were like is it like a is it like um 
like a like a barge that's like hauling something but it wasn't moving and we're like well I don't know maybe there's like a a search going on but like normally they like go in for a search right next to us because there's a boat launch and like I don't know. It was very strange. And it was like a green light out over the oh. lake, which made it even weirder. And I was like, there's no like there's too much cloud cover in Northeast Ohio for that to be like Canada. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. We yeah. We from where we're at on the lake, we cannot see Canada. Yeah. We're too far away. Yeah. You know, one of our really regular patrons actually made the news for spotting a UFO in the city nearby. I'm not surprised. <laughs> uh, I think you know who I'm talking about. I don't. Yeah. Uh, again, that tracks. <laughs> I'm not uh, I'm not going to lie, Beth. That patron might be an alien <laughs> here undercover. <laughs> so, yeah. like, And we also, in the Northeast Ohio area, uh, there's also the Cleveland Ufology Project, or CUPS for short. We <laughs> really love all of our acronyms. Like, <laughs> I broke Britta again, and that was not intentional. <laughs> oh, God. We, we... oh, boy. Uh... We love acronyms so much, but we suck at them so bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do we need a name that's going to lend legitimacy to this? Cups. I don't sometimes I don't know if they try to make it I they don't make it around the acronym, right? Like that would be silly. Um but anyways, uh they're a pretty good like they're a cool website to check out if you go on their website, which is I think just Cleveland U- if you search Cleveland UFOlogy Project, they have like a running kind of tally of UFO sightings in the Northeast Ohio area. And they are pretty significant because they are one of the oldest and most organized groups in the United States, which is impressive, I think. <laughs> Do they? Do they keep the cups archive in the cabinet? Oh. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know where they keep their archive actually. Uh, All right. But yeah, so if you guys are into UFOs and if you're into kind of looking into this stuff especially in the Ohio area, I would recommend checking out their website cuz you can see kind of what people have been spotting um but usually from what i remember looking at and it's been a while since i've looked at it they they see a lot of lights but i will tell you a kind of significant one that happened near well not super near right pat but the archive of it is kept in right pat is in portage county in 1966 there were two police officers who saw a flying saucer um and at 5 a.m and they were checking out an abandoned vehicle and they saw a large metallic disc object in the sky nearby the object but the object the object hovered. (laughs) the object hovered but moved away and they chased it all the way into pennsylvania dang so they went like over 50 miles and they chased it so 
I read that this scene inspired um, the scene from close the 1977 film Close Encounters of the Third Kind, but I also read that the scene that a similar thing happened in Texas, and that was more publicized. So I think that it was probably the Texas one, but this Ohio one was significant enough that. Um, you know, these are two police officers, like they're officers of the law. They're literally doing their job. Like, you know, it's not like they're drunk or anything like that. Like they're, they're just doing their job and they chased it all the way (laughs) into Pennsylvania, but they were discredited by when they reported it back to like the military, they were discredited, um, with their chase. And they were told that they were just chasing the planet Venus, which, Venus is like one of the bright, brighter things in the night sky, right. but this is also the 60s where we don't have as much light pollution as we do today. Like today I'd be like, "Oh, it, you know, there's a lot of things like it could have been a a drone or right. Like that's just Tommy flying his new toy." Right. Like it is trying very, to take videos of his neighbor undressing. It is very weird to see like uh, like the local newspaper uses uh drones for like the um Fourth of July like fireworks shows and stuff like that. So you see those in the sky and like you're like, what is that? And then you're like, oh, um, it's kind of alien technology. Yeah. <laughs> um, so um, one of the investigating members is Major Hector uh Quintanilla who you will just remember that name because he will be involved in the next episode when we talk about project blue book. But yeah, Ohio's had several, um, I know in connection to like a previous episode, we talked about Mothman. Um, there have been several, there are theories that Mothman might be an alien and that he's just like an interworldly or inter, you know, dimensional being that's Mm -hmm. like, trying to tell us about stuff albeit in a spooky way i mean i don't think he's intentionally spooky i think we just don't we interpret we don't understand him so but yeah there's people that think that you know he might be an alien um and usually like i said a lot of it's like you don't want to read a bunch of alien stories to you guys because they a lot of them are very very similar of like i was driving at night and i literally saw like this thing fly in front of my car i was driving at night and my car suddenly stopped and wouldn't start again and i saw something in the sky yeah and then and then i couldn't remember anything after and then you get into like the men in black like theories and stuff like that which is like about government uh the government intimidating you into silence and stuff like that um but yeah, the other other theory of this uh, that like Garrett M. Graff talked about in the Atlantic is not only do we do a lot of military testing and we don't declassify that to civilians, but we also have made it very, very hard for scientists to like actually study anything dealing with UAP or UFOs or anything like that because we have just... Dist- we have done such a good PR campaign. When I say we, I mean the military has done such a good mm-hmm. PR campaign of like discrediting this type of scientific discovery. So, you know, take what you will with that with a grain of salt. Um, but yeah, Hangar 18 is supposed to be, again, where they keep all the alien stuff. Um, they have referenced it, I think, like 
So obviously they have a newer show that was on the History Channel of Project Blue Book, which I don't, have you seen that? I haven't watched. It. It's scripted, right? It's scripted, but it's, it's like using real, it's like real names, and real stuff. people who existed, and like um, like alleged reports and things like yeah. that. Yeah. So I watched like the first few episodes. Um, this was pre Tater Tot, so I had time to do that, and it like. I was expecting it because it's the History Channel, so I guess I was expecting something a little drier and not as fictional, but they were, like, really doubling down, like, no, aliens and extraterrestrials exist, and the government was super covering it up. Like, that was definitely what we told, like, the scientists to do, just chalk everything up to weather balloons. Um, So I just think it's a very interesting, like... I just think it's very interesting that that's the direction they went with with that show. Um, and yeah, I think it's also interesting that like we've had such a fascination and we've really pushed Roswell. And like, I'm just thinking now of that weird internet thing that went around in like 2020 about storming Roswell. Yeah. Like, I was like, I'm like, I'm so confused why people want, I'm like, why? And they're like, we want to see the aliens. I'm like, but is that like it? that's all you want to do for Roswell? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, go to right Pat, man. Yeah. That's where the aliens are at. They didn't store them. And Ro- they don't have enough room to store them in Roswell. Like, come on. Or is that just what they told you to throw you off the trail? Cause they have the cool aliens at Roswell. I love the like memes that came after that, that it was like people started posting them like a year later and it was like the Internet Explorer logo on a plane, like on my way to storm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it kills me. <laughs> I Yeah, I think that kind of covers a basic overview of right, Pat. Is there well, anything- I have things to say yeah. that don't have to deal with aliens. Okay. Yeah, let's talk about the factual part of Right Pat that's Whoa. been out. I don't know how factual it is. I want to talk about ghost shit. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Before we get into that, I will talk about, because I thought this was cool in like a military way for Ohio, and I say that with like a grain of salt. Right Pat was the home of the Dayton Agreement, which is uh, in 1995, the pres. President of Bosnia and Herzegovina. Uh, do you want to take a crack at that name so I don't completely butcher it? Oh boy. Uh, it's a Begovic. Okay. It's definitely Govich. I'm not real up on Bosnian pronunciations of the first half of that. So the president, the president of Bosnia and Herzegovina, the President of Croatia and uh, the President of Serbia all arrived at Rat uh, Rat Patterson, Rat <laughs> Patterson, uh, Rat Patterson Air Force Base to commence negotiations to end the Bosnian War, an ethnic conflict that by 1995 was between the Bosnia and Herzegovina's Bosniaks and the Croats, who had put aside their differences on one side versus Bosnia and Herzegovina's Serbs on the other side. American diplomat Richard Holbrook led the negotiations. Eventually, an agreement was made to have Bosnia and Herzegovina uh, have two internal internal entities of Bosniak Federation known as the Federation of Bosnia and Herzegovina and a Serb territory known as uh, Republika Srpska. 
So yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that like they were in the middle of like that. I do remember that going on, um, but I didn't realize that Wright Patterson was like involved that way. So I was like, that's interesting. And I do like also after that, uh, they talk about what they did for for the COVID pandemic. They're like, oh. oh yeah, by the way, we sent people to Detroit for a mobile like medic unit. I was like, well, that's cool too. I guess you should list that to detract from all your alien stuff. They're like, we do other stuff too that's not just space crap. We do stuff on Earth too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but I was just picturing like Zoolander saying that. <laughs> like, we're Air Force Beasts for people who don't fly good. <laughs> what, what is, is what is this an Air Force base for plants? <laughs> You're rooted in the ground. <laughs> We're like really, really ridiculously good looking. <laughs> this is to make up for how little we did. I got the black lung pop <coughs> during my bloody Valentine. We only did it once. Yeah. That's too bad because I say that like every day at work, every day, and Buddy the Elf coworker doesn't know, I know. that it's that. I just want to show her the gasoline fight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, I just say it every time, and then I get told I'm like, <laughs> like I'll be choking on something or coughing because you know allergies and all that fun stuff, and I'll be like, I got the black lung pop. And then I get told, no, you don't. I'm like, are you a doctor? Do you know that? <laughs> you don't have the black lung. I said, how do you know? I could have the black lung. She's a time traveler and she used to work in the mines. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> right. So uh, as we mentioned earlier, right, Patterson Air Force Base, the land that is now the base, uh, I mean, like it, it encompasses oh, a huge chunk of land. I forgot to mention I think I know where you're going with this. I forgot to mention one of those a thing, but it's fine. I think you're going to talk about it. So I don't know Sorry. if I am now. You threw me off. Sorry. I'll let you keep going. What are you going to talk about? Uh, it's right next to an Adina, uh, Adina uh, mound, like burial mound. Oh, no, that's not what I was going to say. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's uh, the property of Wright Patterson is... Literally, like, if you go on that, like, the Adena, so for those of you who are not fully aware of Ohio history, obviously we built on native land because we're colonizers. Um, I say that as a white person. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, we are home to one of the greatest mound effigies in the world with the Great Serpent Mound. I think we mentioned but, that before in a different episode. But we're like, that's not the only mound in Ohio. It's just the biggest and most prominent. Um, but at Wright-Patterson, there are uh, an Adena burial mound that that is like, they didn't build on it, but it's like right there, right by the Air Force. It's like they were like, build, 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 build. Just kidding. I guess we'll leave that alone. It's kind of like if you look at any like burial mounds now, there's like one, I think, closer to Columbus where like they built a suburban like houses around like a neighborhood. So if you want to go build it, you're literally like parking in like this like very like upper crusty neighborhood. And I was just like, I kind of hate this. Mm. Feels very disrespectful. So that's my little aside. 
And as you're like saying that in my head, I just hear, and I'm proud to be an American. <laughs> and like eagle screeching. Um, no, so what I was getting at is that it was like uh, a huge expanse of land. Now there's also a college, there's a university, Wright State is right off the edge of Wright Patterson. And they are, over the like last like few decades, they've kind of tighten their affiliation with the air force base i know there's like scholarships you can get from the air force base to go to that school and um they because when they originally built the base it was really off the grid it was very isolated so when they started expanding they had to build these tunnels to run electrical wires and things like that to connect to other buildings okay so those tunnels still remain like students at Wright State can use them when it's like shitty outside you can take the tunnels to get to and from class rather than having to walk through snow and stuff I think I knew that on the surface but I don't know why I knew that but I did know that here's a picture oh they're, like, nicely decorated in this picture. There's, like, maps and shit on the wall. So, like, that that is a unique, weird kind of thing there. The, some people have this, like, you know, it's like a local legend type theory that they're like, oh, well, it's because during the Cold War, like, we were a target for, like, Soviet bombs. So they had to, like, build a giant, like, bunker to escape nuclear blasts and radioactive fallout. But they were like, no, no, it's literally just because we had to run electrical wires and that was the easiest way to do it and connect things. But also, there was a house already on the property that people had lived in for generations that the base purchased and it still stands on the base. It is now known as the Arnold House for um, Hap Arnold, who is kind of a big deal in the military um, Henry Harley, or Hap, as he was called, Arnold, he had a lot of nicknames. He was also, like, Pute, and... I thought you said Puke. No, Pute, P-E-W-T, and Benny, and the Chief, as well as Hap. Um, he was, uh, he's one of the... I don't know if he is the only now, or if he is one of very few military individuals to hold the rank of general in two separate military branches he was a general of the army and a general of the air force oh and he's like one of very few people to make that rank in the air force he is kind of an aviation pioneer he's the only u.s air force general to hold a five-star rank he is the only officer to hold a five-star rank in two different military services. So he's the only one to hold a five-star rank in multiple branches of the, the U, um, U.S. military. He also was the founder of Project RAND, which is like one of the world's largest nonprofit global policy think tanks. And he was one of the founders of Pan Am World Airways, which doesn't exist anymore. Oh. But yeah, um, he learned how fancy. to fly from the Wright brothers. He was one of the first military pirate pilots worldwide. He's one of the first three rated pilots. So that's like a, a skill assessment in the mm -hmm. military. He's one of the first three rated pilots in the history of the U.S. Air Force. And he was actually scared of flying. That's why he took <laughs> flying lessons to learn how to fly to get over it. And that was during like the expansion of the air service during World War One. And then he um, was, 
he was in World War II. He was like very into like tech research and advancement and development. He like oversaw the development of intercontinental bombers, jet fighters, uh, radar, atomic warfare, unfortunately. And he uh, moonlighted as a silent film stunt pilot. Which is where his nickname Happy came from, and then everyone shortened it wait, to Happy. Wait, wait, say this. He moonlighted as a a silent film stunt pilot <laughs> in the early 1900s. So, like, he if they needed like a a pilot and like they needed a plane for a silent film, like he just like did that on the side as like a little hobby, just for S's and G's, man. I'm yeah. just gonna go, uh, you know, fly for Hollywood, NBD, right? So, um. He lived in this house on the base with his family. They had quite a few children. I can't remember exactly how many they had, but he and his wife and kids all lived there. And now they believe that the Arnold house is haunted. So By Hap? Not necessarily by Hap. I'll okay. get into it. <laughs> So a lot of different commanders have lived in this house since then, but it's it's just kept the name because he's like the most famous one who's lived there. Right, right. And like if you run the marathon down there, like you oh, run past it. Yeah, the Air Force, they Wright-Patterson hosts an annual marathon for the Air Force every year. Yeah, and it's, it's roughly like eight and a half miles into the marathon. You run past the Hap Arnold house. Um, they actually had Ghost Hunters, the TV show from sci-fi, go and do an investigation there. And uh, like I said earlier, I watched part of it and then, you know, the internet snitched on itself and got it taken <laughs> down. So I hope that wasn't my fault. But they actually, they had to get clearance from the Pentagon to be able to go and investigate God. there. And it wasn't like they were like, hey, can we come film there? Like, they reached out to ghost hunters and were like, hey, can you come do an investigation here? So that cracks me up that the U.S. military is like, hey, sci-fi, <laughs> we think we have ghosts. Can you handle this? Wait, wait, does ghosts, they don't get rid of the ghosts, right? They just, they don't. They, they, they're just, they like, just rile well, them but up, they right? They debunk. So if you're unfamiliar with ghost hunters, because I guess at this point it is kind of, I mean, it still exists, but with different people on the show. But at that time, um, the main, like the lead investigators were Jason Hawes and Grant, uh, Grant Wilson. And they, they were plumbers. Like that was their main job. Like they, <laughs> okay, that was their day job. That's their day. Like that's their real job. And then they would work with the Atlantic Paranormal Society okay, um, and go and do this ghost hunting on the side. And so their plumbing experience led to them having a lot of knowledge and interaction and experience with like like electromagnetic frequency in like houses where they're like oh well you got like a shit ton of wiring right here like of course you're getting emf from that and that's like why when you're in your basement in your laundry room where like all these electrical wires are running from that you feel like someone's watching you and you get paranoid because that's like a natural response the human body has to electromagnetic frequency it's not always like oh my god it's haunted there's a ghost Sometimes it's just like, oh, you have electricity in your house and it's like freaking out your brain. 
So they would debunk a lot of things. Like they would go into houses and be like, no, like, look at these. Like, I'm I'm holding my EMF meter near where they're saying they always get this feeling they're being watched. But like their like fuse box is right here. Or like they would be like, I think it's more this than like a ghost or mm-hmm. something like that. Okay. So they went, oh my God, what did I just do? <laughs> just like scrolled by itself. They um they went to Wright Pat to investigate and they met with like the PR department on base <laughs> to start. They have several buildings that um, people reported seeing, like, apparitions, objects moving on their own, odd sounds. Like, some of the PR offices were like that. And then also the Arnold house had... Could it be aliens? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) So, they did a tour of Building 70, which is where, like, the public relations offices are. And the Arnold House. And then there's also a building they go in where they would, like, test materials for, like, in-flight transport. Um, so it's just, like, a big, like, warehousey type building with lots of, like, stuff coming and going on a daily basis that they're, like, testing. So a lot of activity in there. The they usually did multiple night investigations. So on the first night, they tested the well. They investigated the Arnold House. They were the stories in the house were that you could hear like children laughing, and you would hear footsteps on the stairs. But they most often heard noises like while they were in the bathroom. Oh. And, like, the one woman who worked there was saying, like, I was in the downstairs bathroom and I kept hearing, like, people talking and I was in the house by myself. And I thought, oh, I must have left my radio on upstairs. But then it just kept going. And she's like, this is going on entirely too long. Like, that's not my radio. And also, why does it sound like kids playing? <clears throat> so that was, like, her experience with it. Um, they were, like, investigating and um, Jason and Grant were sitting near where the bathroom is jason was actually sitting with like his back to the bathroom door which like brave man um weird i don't like that yeah. i had to think about that i was like wait 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 and How? so they would often use these techniques where they would um like essentially be like we're gonna ask like yes or no questions can you knock once for yes or knock twice for no and so they're sitting there like asking questions and we're getting like very clear knocking sounds oh. in response. Mm. And so they asked, like, is there anyone here? And you heard a knock. And then they were like, is are, is there more than just you here? And they got, like, a response again. And then they were like, well, let me start saying numbers, and you knock when I hit the right number. And so it was a, this whatever was communicating with them said that there were five, like, Entities. Entities that were in the house still. Interesting. Yeah. They were on the second floor and they were hearing noises in a room adjacent to where they were and there was like nobody else in there. It was the two of them and like they have stationary cameras that are mm-hmm. just like pointed at them. So they set everything up and they show you setting everything up. And usually when they're investigating, it's, like, maybe Jay and Grant go, like, one way, and then, like, two other investigators will go on a different floor, 
and then you have two people sitting outside in a van like monitoring tech equipment so like at most you have like one other group of people in a house so it's a controlled environment right nobody's like walking around really or they note the time so they can compare it right and there's not like another person with a camera moving around it's just like we well we we set it up and it doesn't move now so sounds in another room that there was like no explanation for it they started hearing noises in the bathroom so jason goes in the bathroom to see and there's like nothing he can figure out that it could have been and again he's a plumber so he's like i would know if it was the plumbing right right and he he's like sometimes people say you close the doors on your own in here could you close the door and the door behind him closed on its own. <laughs> no, thank you. And he went in and like tested it to see if it was just like, oh, did I like set it where it could have moved on its own when I came back out? And it, there was like no explanation for it. So that's spooky. Um, downstairs on the same night, the other investigators, it was like Kristen and, um, oh God, I can't remember her name. Chris, maybe they were downstairs doing EVP work and they had an EMF meter and were trying to get people to, well, people, the other people, trying to get entities <laughs> to respond to them. And they heard like a little girl laughing. No. And we're like, are you laughing at us? And like it giggled again. Later that night, Jason set up a flashlight and he he had it where it was like almost turned on but was not like a full click to on and he set it on the ground so he's like you won't have to use a whole lot of energy but can you make that flashlight turn on and it turned on and their emf like went up they were doing work downstairs as well with like candlesticks and we're like hey can you like go over by the candle and the emf meter went from like low to high and then back down to low like something was moving past it so they did have a lot of activity when they were in there. Yeah, yeah. I wish I could have finished it to see what their other findings were. But uh, yeah, that is apparently haunted. And then the the building where they do all the testing of materials, there's like a huge wall of like, it looked like steel like beams mm-hmm. that it's like, um, like nailed into the wall and they stack them up there. And there, like, later in the evening when there wasn't, like, a whole lot going on and there was definitely no one in that room, people in an adjacent room heard a huge crash that sounded like it just ripped out of the wall and, like, hit the ground. And they went running in and it was perfectly fine and there was, like, nothing knocked over. Oh. One of the PR department people was leaving their offices at night and she was the last one out because that's like how it rolls she's always the last one out she has her like system i walk through i turn off the lights just out of habit i always go is there anybody else here fully knowing there's nobody else there (laughs) (laughs) and listen if we start doing that closing at no, the library I, I, yeah. I run from the bathroom yeah. hallway already i'm not gonna start asking it to talk to no. me <laughs> no so she turned off the lights she called out like is there anybody here and like heard a noise and went back to check just to make sure and there wasn't anybody else there and then she went out 
And as she went outside and had locked up the doors and was walking away, she looked back at the front doors, which have these windows, and she saw a woman standing there in, like, old-timey clothing. Yeah, and she has heard a woman call her name in that building before. What? So she thinks, yeah, so what? she thinks she saw... And and I didn't, listen if, again. I didn't get my questions answered about if, who these people are. Listen, if our library ghost starts calling our names or like pulls books out by like I don't know, a, like you know, with the mm-hmm. like a title with Beth in it, I'm I'm gonna be like I'm I'm going home now. I'm right? good. We're done. And so that's too spooky for me. Yeah. And so they went down in the basement of the house just to like verify, you know, like there's no other explanation for EMF readings and they got nothing in the basement. So it was all just like isolated to those spots where they saw it. Interesting. They investigated building 70 the next night. They did EVP work in that warehouse where they heard the big crash. Um, Jason saw a like a black shadow like he had like very little light in that room and it was like something moved in front of it Mm. um he stood at one end of the room grant stood at the other and like grant then saw a light like something blocked the light but jason didn't see at that time they heard footsteps and tapping jason asked if you want us to leave can you tap twice and then it tap twice so he's like well shit i guess we have to go then steve and dave who were two other investigators were in the office and they were hearing like sounds that they couldn't explain chris and Kristen heard similar sounds in the warehouse but again they couldn't figure out what it was they like took a day off in their investigation to get like a, a special tour of a C-5 cargo plane while they were there. And, like, the one guy, Steve, hates flying. Like, when they do investigations, he drives when everybody else has to get on a plane. And even he, like, went in just, like, what else am I going to have, like, a chance to do this? And uh, they started, like, going over the video footage Mm -hmm. and recordings that they were taking. They caught, like, several sounds on tape. And they also got a thermal image that at the at like when it first happened, they were like, oh, man, like what? Like that is like a person. Like, why is it so high on the thermal imaging? Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't see anybody there. And then later they were like, oh, no, like this is Roger. This is their sound guy. So they debunked <laughs> that. I was going to say it's an alien. <laughs> They He's just walking around. They got the um the laughter that the girls heard on tape. And then at the end of their investigations, they always sit down with like whoever asked them to investigate and mm-hmm. they review their findings. So they sat down, they explained how they like what their process is, how they debunk things, and um like the women who had given them the initial tour were both just like, yeah, vindication because like you have it on tape now, what I've experienced. Um, The flashlight thing like really was like, oh man, that's awesome. And the like tapping in response, the woman who initially took them on the tour was like, oh, there's five entities in the Arnold house. No, thank you. I will stay in building seven in the PR department. I do not want to go work there. Uh. And, 
like they don't get the vibe that any of these entities are malevolent but they're like you essentially built an air force base around a haunted house like what did you think was gonna happen (laughs) so you built an air force base around a haunted house close to a ancient not not to be native american native american burial burial ground ground. On top of that, you are hosting and hiding extraterrestrial matter. What do you think is going to happen? You're just, you're really setting yourself up for a terrible horror movie waiting to happen, which they did make a horror movie called Hangar 18. Yes. Based on like the 80s. Yes. Based on Hangar 18. So they did not investigate the Air Force Museum. They just investigated like the house in Building 70. But they there are claims that the museum is also haunted. There, Chris Woodyard, who wrote a Haunted Ohio book. Yeah, I have a lot of his books. <laughs> um, said that my notes might be um, wrong then because they refer to Chris as a she. <laughs> oh, um, but maybe Chris is a she. I don't know. I I assumed it was a he, but I don't know. But they um they say that as they like walk around the museum trying to read the information plaques next to things, they feel that they're like being followed, and um their belief is that this is like the airmen who are still kind of attached to their planes because oh. that I mean you think about it, you used to see them like paint like the sides of right, their planes, right. like it's very like. This is my gun. There are many like it, but this one is mine. Right. Like mentality. It's my plane. It's my girl. Um, so yeah, why wouldn't you still be attached to that in the afterlife? And they do have like a lot of um decommissioned planes and, and right. air vehicles there. Right. Special the they, the JFK one, yes. special air force. Like that's they decommissioned that one because one, like it mm-hmm. toted a dead president, but too like could you just i don't know i feel like i would be creeped out going and like getting by it going in it type of thing because i'm just like that's what a private i mean i know there's pictures and stuff from inside the plane because uh you got what's his name linden yeah like take an oath on the plane jackie yeah yeah they have the Hopalong, which is a Sikorsky UH-19B, and it was used to medevac troops in Korea and Vietnam. Um, the museum staff say that they have seen a pilot in the seat, like, Ooh. flipping switches before, and they get the sense that he's still trying to get home. Oh, no. And the seat is actually still stained with the pilot's blood. Oh, God. They have the boxcar, which is a B-19 that dropped the fat man atomic bomb on nagasaki and they say that they see a young japanese boy that comes out at night around that plane i know these are awful Um, yeah i don't sorry listeners you can't see my face but it's not a good face right now i'm honestly with just with that i am surprised there is not more like tied to that plane the black mariah is a sikorsky ch3e helicopter transport used for classified missions classified missions it's it's in the museum it has a shit ton of bullet holes in it and you people say that you can hear 
moans and voices of the troops it carried home. Jesus. <laughs> um, they have parts of the Lady Be Good B-24 there that disappeared during a bombing run on Italy that are said to rearrange themselves. <laughs> um, you imagine just coming in for your shift and you like, and they're just like a completely, and you're just like, it's just Tuesday. Right. It's like a, like this Lego kit was meant to be um, a helicopter, but it has been rearranged into a daisy flower. Like it's stacked up weird or something. Oh, it would be like coming into the library and seeing the books like, which, I mean, we definitely had books like fallen out of like aisles and stuff like that. But like definitely coming in and seeing like, like, do you remember our old shelver who would cut like I would leave a room and they would like build yes. stuff out of random <laughs> stuff. Like they would put like a teapot and like a box, like a, a teapot yeah. and a box and then like a piece of paper. And if then I like, hadn't seen them building it, it would have felt very like that scene in Poltergeist yes. where the chairs are all stacked. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And always to me though, always to me, like yes. I would walk out of the room, I'd come back into like the meeting room and I'd be like, oh, God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. They, um, there is a POW exhibit at the museum, which people say they feel like an inexplicable sense of dread there. But I also would say it's a POW yeah. exhibit. Like you should probably feel some kind of way about it. So yeah. is that a haunting or is that just like human nature? Well, according to uh, the one psychic that visited our, our library, she said in one of her presentations that uh, certain things just evoke and kind of keep that astral energy. So it would make sense that if it's a prisoner of war exhibit and like these are things that prisoners of war, like I don't, I'm not sure what's in the exhibit, mm -hmm. but like if they're associated with that and they've been through that, that like they're going to retain that because it, it's like negative energy they're going to retain that negative energy yeah yeah there are there are different types of hauntings there's like that's kind of a residual right type of haunting where it's like um you know that's like the stuff where it's like oh i watched a woman walk through a wall where there was nothing there it's like well did there used to be a different floor pan in that building? Right. Like they're just tracing the same path. This doesn't interact with people. And then there's like intelligent hauntings that seem to interact with people, which is like, more, you know, more like the Arnold house. <laughs> right. Um, but so like people report getting this as they quote sick dread as they approach the POW visit uh, um, exhibit. Uh, some airmen say that ghosts show up for work and walk in the doors and open lockers and go into the break room. Oh. Some people have reported seeing people in Nazi uniforms showing up in the World War II exhibit. Oh, that's terrifying. And also, if I ever come back as a ghost and I'm showing up to clock into work, I'm going to be so pissed. Right. <laughs> I would be like, excuse me, that's my workstation. Can you get out? Thanks. <laughs> get out of my chair! My fucking chair. My broken fucking chair. All right. They also have um, Strawberry Bitch. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which is uh, one of the planes at the museum. Did Here's not know picture. where you were going to go with that. Oh, yeah. So Strawberry Bitch 
houses the only <clears throat> malevolent spirit there. Well, you know, with a name like that, I would be a little feisty, too. Uh, there's reports of rattles and clanks, shadowy figures, and strange lights. And a former janitor claims a ghost from the B-24D slapped him in the face. <laughs> what, what were you doing, janitor? I don't know. Um... So yeah, that is that is I think there's like footsteps and electronics turning on in different buildings. Building 219 was a former hospital that's now an office. They claim that there were like children running and playing and they interrupted a judge advocate general's meeting in the basement, which used to be the morgue. <laughs> the doors on the third floor like all slammed shut at the same time once. But that is like the majority, I think I covered, of the the ghostly aspects of Wright Pat. I'll be honest with you, when we were doing research, like I didn't even think to look up like what else is spooky about it. I was like, yeah. no, all you need to know is aliens. But no, now I'm like, we're covering all the bases at this military yeah. base. We got your ghosts, we got your aliens. We got it's got aliens. It's got anal probes. It's got ghosts. It's got bitch slaps from strawberry bitch. It's got doors slamming. It's got Dan Cortese. <laughs> I mean, I want to visit now. Where Where is the Internet memes of I will I would laugh so hard, but also be mildly horrified if for some reason some weird faction of internet reddit bros found this podcast episode and they're like 2024 for repeating 2020 <laughs> let's storm right pat instead of roswell and i'll just be like oh god oh god please please don't like blacklist me as like a person <laughs> bets on the no fly list forever forever like please don't we 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 didn't start the fire. We're just reporting what we've read. <laughs> Listen, I didn't say shit about the aliens. I'm just talking about the ghosts. You yell at Beth. You leave me out of this. Oh God, I would. I'm ride or die until I can't get on a plane to take a vacation, <laughs> and then you're on your own. I just yeah, I am. I would like laugh so hard if suddenly that just became like the trending thing, like on the internet much like the roswell thing i'd be like good god yeah um i just wanted to before i before i forget um we have for uh for ghost sightings um we have we ranked number three in the united states for ghost sightings yeah. and uh, this was as of, I think this was like 2019 or 2020. I think they do this yearly. There had been 2,948 recorded sightings of ghosts in Ohio. And then for UFO sightings, um, we, they said we rank number eight with, uh, 4,371 recorded sightings, which is far more than the ghost sightings, which is impressive. Yeah. But California is the faraway leader with 15,901 sightings, and Florida's number two with 8,090. Yeah. Well, Florida. it's Florida. <laughs> um, so then, uh, according to 
sure who they were going by um oh a study by betmichigan.com so you know take it with a grain of salt they say that while ohio has like ranks pretty high for these encounters they're saying it's only at number 21 when it comes to actual chances of seeing either at 0.062 percent maine comes in at first which i don't understand because stephen king's there yeah i that's actually stephen king also lives in florida so (laughs) Could there be a correlation? Is Stephen King an alien? Oh my I god! That would actually explain some Tabby. things. <laughs> Maybe some more of those space pancakes. These ones have too many air holes in them. I was going to say, ending on like a factual note. So, um, they have they're in between bosses right now at the Air Force Base. Um. So it's the Air Force. Let me type up my resume. (laughs) (laughs) It's commanded by Colonel Travis W. Pond on an interim basis due to the removal of Colonel Christopher B. Meeker, who was relieved due to a loss of confidence in his ability to lead. I just thought that was interesting. That is scary. What's going on there? I like. Well, I'm also. I don't have like the the reference notes, but I'm Mm -hmm. also thinking. Not too long ago, under a former presidency, how many things did we have things get stripped of and how many people that were cabinet members just lose their jobs overnight? Yeah, I you just made my brain do that thing where I was like, oh, that other thing that's connected to this. Um, so like I like I said, like I have a connection to like the US military. I'm not gonna go deep into thoughts on it either way. But um, through both my family um, and past relationships. So, like, I'm very aware of, like, the military balls that they have every year. And, like, the Marine Corps is ball is, like, you know, it's, like, a big deal. Right. Um, and you have to pay, like, a shit ton to be able to go. But the Space Force ball <laughs> just happened recently. Oh. And I just... Here, okay, here's the thing. I'm sorry if this is hurting anyone's feelings, but the fact that the Space Force exists is forever hysterical to me. Yeah. Also, that show on Netflix that had Steve Carell, it yep. is so good. Oh. It's so good. It's so stupidly funny. Like, I cry laughed at every episode. But just the fact that the Space Force had their military ball um, recently, and I saw TikToks from it, is very entertaining. <laughs> in the in the video, there were like three people in the background of this girl dancing by herself in a gown doing like a TikTok dance. And everyone's like, oh my God, Space Force only had like four people show up to their ball. And she's like, this was the end of the night. There were at least 800 people there. <laughs> oh, okay. Were they aliens? <laughs> if you, okay, here's the thing. If the aliens are allowed to go to the Space Force ball, I want to go. <laughs> I want to do like the wobble with a the gray. Wobble. Do they wobble at the like? I are are the are the space force military are like the military balls? Are they like? Are you doing like actual? I thought it was like ballroom dancing. It's no, not, it's, it's like, like a dancing. It's like going to like a wedding, like a classy wedding oh. dancing, like. You know, you have to follow your rules of like, you know, you have decorum. To be... Like, 
right you go in your your dress uniform so like there are things you can and can't do when you're in your dress uniform this is fun fact if you're not of the military people this is why like posing with your like spouse who's in their military dress always looks like really uncomfortable because you're like not allowed to hold hands oh and so like yeah so there's like rules with things okay that you're allowed to do in uniform and so like obviously you can't be like grinding on each other like you would at like oh our so high it's not like day. our high school <laughs> um and you have to wear like a certain stand like there are dress codes so like right. women have to wear like ball gowns like formal attire mm-hmm. there's rules for like what kind of slits you can have and like the cut of the dress okay. i don't think you're allowed to wear strapless dresses i think they have to have straps or sleeves um or you have to wear like a little, a little shrug. fancy a fancy um dress over it so yeah so there's like rules for it and she was doing like some weird tiktok dance and i was like i am surprised she was allowed to do that honestly because she was dropping it (laughs) oh but i just read they're calling it calling it now when you drop it meg the stallion knees where i was like boy and i'm like listen good for meg the stallion though (laughs) we love you meg yeah i'm yeah i'm a big fan so um, ending on, so yeah, right, Patterson, you can visit there if you want to. Um, you know, if you believe uh, there's at least spooky stuff happening that cannot be explained, there might be alien stuff that they've kind of explained, but not really explained. Um, but otherwise, if you're into military history or it's like not a bad place to go, and I would say, Ending on the note of, like, space aliens uh, and the Space Force, according to one scientist, they think that if aliens do exist and they're here on Earth, they probably look a lot like us and they blend in. (laughs) That's one scientist's theory. I just also feel like they're, if they have, here's my reasoning. All right, no one asked for this. If we have not developed the technology to go to other, like, solar systems and galaxies and find intelligent life and they have found that to get here they're clearly far more advanced than us technologically which makes me feel like they probably have you know methods to like cloak themselves and blend in but this is also where you get like the theories of like like black-eyed kids where it's like i studied human behavior but i didn't get it quite right which is also why I think my cat's an alien because he like is almost cat like, but then he doesn't quite get it right. <laughs> so it's like I watched one video about cats. I got this, and then he gets here and he does something that like cats shouldn't do, and he's like, "Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't think I was supposed to do that." Yeah, according to this uh, Simon Conway Morris, who's an evolutionary biologist at Cambridge, he says that it's a good chance that intelligent extraterrestrial life will look a lot like us. Different species independently evolve in similar patterns, he argued, in the runes of evolution and would likely do the same on other planets. The things which we regard as most important, he said in an interview, are cognitive sophistication, large brains, intelligence, Tool making are also convergent. If there are other planets that look a lot like planet Earth and the Kepler spacecraft is discovering that there are, then the likelihood of human-like extraterrestrial intelligence on those planets isn't a huge stretch. If the outcomes of evolution are at least broadly predictable, 
uh, Morris said, then what applies on Earth will apply across the Milky Way and beyond. Maybe, maybe, right, Patterson? There are aliens working in the military, and they're just like, what do you know that we know that you don't know that we know? Or something, I don't know, you know? They don't know that we know that they know that we don't know that they know that we know that they don't know. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Listen, I... I'm not a part of the military at all. I have no skin in this game. Please, again, don't come for me and blacklist me off of I just applying. remember uh, the last president, when they took office, um, I got really sad because I was just like, I just feel like at that point, if the clearance was there for aliens being real, they would have fucking blabbed so fast. <laughs> and, like, we didn't hear anything. And I was just like, man, it's all fake. But now I'm just like, ah, you didn't trust him enough to give him the info. Uh, Got it. Yeah, I think I think that's, that's, that's what I'm picking up from what's being thrown down. Yeah. Yeah, because now you wouldn't have a whistleblower coming in front of Congress and be like, yeah intelligent life extraterrestrials are real listen not to get too tinfoil hat here but i also feel like if they're telling us this and it's like yeah it's real here's some here's a taste it's real there you go are you satisfied there's way more that they're not oh telling yeah us. i believe that for sure like freaking you know will smith and his flashy thing yep are going around cleaning up masses yep i was so sad that like that was based off of like comic books and i was like how much of this is and you know if you ever try to if you ever try to google men in black on the internet you're not gonna get very far because you either get like you're getting really close to like the dark part of the internet <laughs> or you're getting to like websites that don't look legit mm. and you're just like it's like an Angel Fire website yeah. from 1997. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't want to get a virus on the computer. So <laughs> I'm like, but I feel like this is also being set up this way. Wikipedia, why don't you have anything on Men in Black? Weird. Yeah, I don't know. But you got a whole thing on Project Blue Book. So uh, I'll leave it at that. We'll, <laughs> we'll catch you next time with Project Blue Book. We'll dive more into... Uh, some alien conspiracies and whatnot. Holy crap, this is two hours. How? Anyways, uh, thank you guys for listening to us on this strange and unusual journey. Or as my favorite Dale Cooper says, a journey both wonderful and strange. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys next time. We'll dive deeper into some alien studies. We're going to talk about Project Blue Book. We're going to talk about some other fun stuff. I'm sure there's going to be a couple of sides in there. And uh, I just want to say thanks again to our spooky sponsor. Do you think I'm spooky? <laughs> Fox Mulder. And um, yeah, hope you guys have a good rest of your day rest of your sunday and you know if you see any ufos i guess let cups know all right keep it to yourself they're <laughs> gonna run you off the grid <laughs> stay spooky friends <laughs> <laughs>